Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are Anchor Moms. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. Karen here. Oh, Katie here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm switching up the intro. I know, right? Okay. Yes, we're here. We are both here. Yes. Um, River wrapped up kindergarten basketball Mm. this weekend. It's funny. uh, Another friend who has, I think her kid is a first grader. Mm Posted a video the other day of her kid playing it's a, basketball. It's, and real, it, it's a real trip. I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I'm sure this is, you can speak to this, how River is. Like, y- y- you could tell the girls, like, kind of knew they weren't supposed to walk with the ball, but they still did it. No. But then, like, halfway through, they're like, oh, wait, I should be dribbling, but I can't really dribble. And is that's that what like, it's like? That's like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's basically dribbling is very, with a capital V, optional. Oh, okay. In kindergarten Sporadic. basketball. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, in fact, you're just praying that um that they get get down there and maybe can pop that ball up, you know? I mean, also though, I'm sure they lower the the rim. They do. But it's still high. But it's still pretty high. Um, yeah. So let me preface this by saying I did not play basketball growing mm. up. I am not I am not a basketball connoisseur, if you will. My husband, on the other hand, um, did he play basketball? He did. He did. Really? It was not his main sport, but he did play In basketball. In high school, I think so. Yeah, mm. I'm trying to think. He Brian is like a lacrosse guy, but I I do believe did he, he has play football too. He has many. Yes, uh huh. Oh, he has okay. many stories about um like youth basketball, mm. like the glory of his youth basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, he played some AAU back I have, in the day. I don't know. To, to be honest, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. But he tells the story. Um, let me just say, so when the email came out mm-hmm. about playing basketball, I'm just kind of one of those people like, yep, we're signing up for like everything at this age because I don't know what River will enjoy sure. doing. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like try throw it. it at the wall. And if it sticks, great. If it doesn't, whatever. So it's co-ed. Um, and I somehow convinced Brian to coach said basketball team as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was like, what? Like, I just, what is happening? Like, kindergarten basketball? Like, I literally played basketball. This is him speaking. I played basketball, like, in my, you know, in my driveway with my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't actually play, like, organized basketball mm-hmm. until, like, fourth or fifth grade. And I was like, well, this is 2024. Mm-hmm. And you start um, young. kids start early. So mm-hmm. we're just going to go ahead and do this. And he was very, like. Not sure. Unsure. And um, uh, this is one of those times, well, I will say his, like, assessment, pretty pretty accurate. Spot on, Brian. Pretty, spot on, Brian. Spot on. Um, no, it's been—so I will say this. Our team got much better as we progressed throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still wouldn't—I don't know that I would recommend kindergarten basketball. Okay. 
Um, and I'm not sure that it's going to be River Sport. I think so. Mm-hmm. This is the thing is I, you know. Did what, she score any baskets? No, but Karen. Oh. No, nobody nobody did. does. Nobody there does. Was, okay. There was a one um, little boy on our team who was very good. He scored all our baskets. Mm-hmm. That's it. I feel like they should yeah. put out like, you know, those the plastic yes. little tiny hoop at the yes. end. Like, let's just make it easy for let's him. Let's just play with, like, one of those, like, plastic um, kickballs like you use yes. in the yard. So that's the funny thing is, like, it's very, this is what I also learned, is it's very, in tip that basketball flying at your head yeah. when you're five mm-hmm. is pretty serious. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem is, like, Kids can run down the court and they want to play defense, but like when that they don't, they're afraid of the ball, right? So it's a tough sport for young kids. I think so. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. Ten out of ten, I might not recommend. Um, okay, what would you give it overall? Uh, like, well, I don't want to say, but I just would say, <laughs> I just would say that um, less than a five. I'm le- I would say less than a five. Okay, yeah, but okay. I'm glad we I'm glad we did it. Mm-hmm. I will not go into details here about some of the specific things um, that uh, coaching. I did not realize the I didn't know the world of youth sports and coaching. Mm-hmm. And I just I think when I look you in the eye and tell you this, you'll know what I'm saying. And if mm-hmm. you're listening to this, you can read between the lines. I had no idea mm-hmm. how competitive. It gets intense very quickly. It gets very mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. intense. Um, that part was very interesting. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. part was very interesting to me. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I'm glad. I did ask one. At one point, I asked River, like, after um, her basketball game. I was like, babe, like, you did so great today. Like, what was your favorite part about basketball? She goes, dead serious. When it was over. <laughs> Fair point. I appreciate the honesty. Fair point. So, Um, yeah. So do you think she'll do it again? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, this is is my question that I would pose to if you're parents of an older kid. Um, I I am waiting for that moment when, like, River can actually express, like, and, and you can, and you can take it at face value that, like, I don't want to do that. Because I do feel like, like, Mm -hmm. River does gymnastics and, like, really loves it. But there will be the occasional day where she's like, I don't want to go to gymnastics, you know? Mm -hmm. She does swimming, and it's kind of the same thing. And so I just learned, like, you basically just have to Mm -hmm. ignore her. Because, like, once she's in the pool, when she's, like, in her gymnastics leotard, like, she's all in. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, this is a parenting question. Like, I don't, when do you just stop, like, signing your, kid up for things mm-hmm. and being like, I don't care. You got to go. You got to try it versus like, they're like, I don't want to do it. And you're like, right. okay, like yeah. you really don't want to do it. That's a good question. I, it's funny. I was having a conversation with another parent about this, about swimming mm-hmm. recently, just the other day. And they said the same thing. They were like, you know, uh, our kids love swim team. You you should do have your kids do swim team. And then they said, well, actually, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Every single time they have to go to practice, they're like, we don't want to yeah, go. Yeah. But then when they're done, they're fine. Yeah. So to your point, yes. Like, how do you really know? What's the threshold there? Yeah. Um, and I think we got a little bit lucky because Ellery fell into ballet and happens to love it. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been easy. But I do think that for a lot of kids, especially when they're younger, it is a trial and an error, and you don't know. Are you just doing this because we told you to do yeah. it? Are you having right. any fun? Should we continue this? You know, they're expensive. It's hard to get them to and from practices 100. and games. Like, let's be real. We don't really want to wake up on a Saturday morning and go to said game as parents usually. 
So, yeah, it is tricky. Like, I had a hard time, like, when River would be like, Mommy, you know, these get you the practice that started at 8.30 on Saturday morning. Mommy, like, I don't want to go to basketball. I had a hard time being like, not being like, same. Yeah, I don't either, yeah. I don't don't (laughs) either, you know? I don't know. So we'll see. I mean, um, I do think back on, you know, for me, I played a lot of sports growing up, and I do think they teach such good lessons. Yes. So I feel like we just need to, like, persevere. Yes. Keep fighting the good fight, signing them up for the things, Uh, and then see what happens. One of the things I liked about kindergarten basketball, it was through River School, which I liked because I got to know some of the kids on the team, and I got to know some of the parents. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be honest with you, part of, like, the basketball sign-up was selfishly like a little bit Social. me too just because mm-hmm. I knew like Brian and I would get to know some of the some of those some of those people mm-hmm. and you like to know them so yeah I'll be honest with you I do have to give a shout out to Brian because he was like he was such a good coach he was Aww. so good with those kindergartners um but it's just you gotta as they say in the news business pack your patience yes pack your patience um well I do have to tell you Katie mm. so Rivers School uh-huh is like known for their basketball. I know program. it. So you kind of might need to like buckle up and you know really push her. Really to like, like it's like it's a thing. Like drive home. Like get out there and practice. Yeah. Or you want to you want to play basketball? You want to get out there and oh no. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. No. Maybe. I. I mean, like it's like that's what the school is known for. Is, I, is the is the b ball. I did go so. to a, a pep rally. Oh, wow. Um, like a week or two ago where they were like recognizing the basketball the basketball teams and like this cracks me up. They were like, all right. If you play kindergarten basketball, stand up. And, like, all the kindergartners just looked at each other. And I was like, River, you play kindergarten basketball, stand up. And she was like, oh, okay, oh, all right. I was like, that's where we're, that's where we are. That's where we are in our Mm -hmm. basketball career. So will River be in the WNBA? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I think it's still a big question mark. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, wouldn't that be exciting? And Brian could be like, I was a first coach right. back in kindergarten. Uh, this uh, is all because of me. Let's not hold our let's not hold our breath on that one. We'll see. I will see. You know. Do they make any money, you think? The WNBA? Uh-huh. No idea. Hmm. Interesting. No idea. I mean, certainly not as much just like every sport, not as much as like the NBA. Right. Are you considering like now Karen's taking her kids out of every other yeah, sport like, except minute, for basketball? And like Putting them in basketball and like banking on the banking on. The I haven't NBA. done that because I don't think any of my kids will be good at basketball. But I have thought about because there are those sports that you're like way more likely to get a scholarship. I'm uh-huh. like, all right, like, do either of my girls want to play golf? Because yeah. I hear like <laughs> golf for girls, you got a really good chance to get a scholarship. Guys, golf, golf, anybody, anybody? Yeah. Do you like, and Greg play golf? Gregory does. I right. Don't. I actually I used to. I used to back in the day. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's still some hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but no, there's definitely like a short list that I'm like keeping in the back of my head right. of like, there's a lot of kids to send to college. Like, what? Right. how can we chip away at these bills? If what they, sports would be good? If they express any interest, mm-hmm. you're like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. I like that. That should be basically your baseline for when you put your <laughs> kids in these sports. Like, what? Unfortunately, what the, the ones we're into right now are not like not <laughs> in line with that list. I don't think you get like a ballerina scholarship. You might. That sounds like something. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't think so. Well, Alray, your dancing career is over. <laughs> As of now, I've just decided I'm pulling it's you over. out of ballet. We're switching to golf. Let's do it. Okay. Um, let's get to our first ep- uh, our first uh, article here. This one is from the Cut. And uh, shopping <clears throat> with the Sephora tweens after school. That's the the name of the article. Are you familiar with this whole thing that's been happening on social media, specifically like Instagram and TikTok, where people are talking about 
10-year-olds going into Sephora and spending a bunch of money? Or is this something okay, you I, knew about? I was not familiar okay. with it on TikTok, okay. but I have several nieces okay. in this age group, and I was very aware that they do go to Sephora. Um, they're asking for Sephora gift cards for holidays and birthdays, and I'm I'm very well aware that they're going there. And I did think, like, I'm sorry, what? I don't, I don't know that I've ever been to a Sephora, to be completely honest. Yeah. I don't think I have. Maybe once in my life, a long time ago. Um, this shocks me. I mean, when I was this age, I, 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 were you into this? Well, I don't, did, I, certainly if Sephora existed when I was 10, I didn't know. I mean, there was no but Sephora like, in Western Pennsylvania. Well, but, same. But I mean, even the equivalent, I mean, like, I don't know, like Claire's or something. Yes. You didn't love Claire's? I didn't love Claire's. Did you? Yes. Mm. Yes. I mean, I'm trying to think what the equivalent would have been back in our day. But um, anyways, I, I think this is a fascinating thing because these girls are so young. So, and this is what I will say is Claire's, if if y'all remember, depending on how old you are when you listen to it. And Claire's still exists, by the way, I do believe. It's like cheap jewelry, mm-hmm. cheap like nail polish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Sephora ain't cheap. There's like nothing cheap. About Sephora. It's super high-end makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like an Ulta kind of, right? It's an Ulta, but it's even more high-end than ah, Ulta. Like okay. there's Ulta, which I do love, and then there's Sephora. I see. So yes. it's a step up. But okay. same idea. Okay. Same, same idea. Um, and so the criticism is like obviously these like 10-year-olds like are too too young. They're spending a bunch of money and they're rude to the sales associates. That's like sort of what's come. So this article is sort of in response to. Like this whole trend and does it, is it real? Is it really exist? Um, and well, I can tell you firsthand it does. But I, but the question would be is oh, like, is it a negative? Like, are these girls being rude and mean and right. using up all the samples? This, this writer says that she spent a bunch of time in Sephora's and she said she did not see that many tweens or 10 year olds. She didn't see them destroying samples, which is they another one. They were there, one. but they weren't doing anything bad. Not even in yeah. the droves that she anticipated. Ah, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And they were not rude to sales associates. And the sales associate she talked to said the mm-hmm. same thing. So mm-hmm. it does make you, it does call into question how prevalent it is. I do agree with you. I have teenage nieces. They're yeah. not tweens who are like some of the skincare stuff that mm-hmm. they wanted for Christmas is like skincare stuff that I use mm-hmm. and I'm 40 and mm-hmm. I want to be like, you're 17. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing with like here? this like retinol? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting. This writer writes that this is sort of the equivalent of, and you mentioned this, when we were teenagers or when we were tweens, I don't know if you did this, like you went to the mall, like your mom mm-hmm. would drop you off on mm-hmm. a Friday and you would mm-hmm. shop at Claire's. Like mm-hmm. that was my experience mm-hmm. with Claire's. Mm-hmm. And it was like more of just like a social thing um and this is just and the other the other tweens that she talked to are like we don't spend that much money like we don't like we get like ten dollar lip glosses has like a hundred dollars well i mean i guess depending on your makeup social socioeconomic you know wherever you fall in that i suppose they do let me just say this um river my five and a half year old is fascinated by makeup Right now. Really? And I think it's because, I will take, you know, the blame for this. Like, I like makeup. Like, River 
will come into the bathroom when I'm doing my makeup and she's like, mom, like, what's that for? Can I have one of your brushes? She knows that she's not allowed to wear it. Can I have like one of your brushes that like doesn't have makeup on so I can like pretend Pretend, like she, I, this could, this would be, this does not surprise me. Like I could see River in the future being one of these like Sephora people, not spending a ton of money on Sephora necessarily. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that's like what she wants for her birthday, but being interested in makeup, skincare, um, and I'm just thinking, like, have you ever seen those memes on Instagram that it's, like, me at, like, 12 and it's, like, you know, mm-hmm. the poster is, like, you know, like, a geek. And then it's, like, girls at 12 in like 2024. Fabulous. Yeah. They look fabulous and they're doing, like, makeup tutorials. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, a whole ever-evolving thing. So there's a couple things that stick out. I think you're right. There's a couple things that stick out to me. Okay. First of all, so they do say in this article, like, this is a thing. I mean, there's, yeah. there's at after school, they, between the hours of, like, 3 and 5, these groups of 10 to 12-year-olds are going in there, and they'll shop for hours. For hours. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll end up buying, you know, a lip gloss and a face mask or something, you know, whatever, like, the cheapest thing for it is. Um, uh, but the other thing that it talks about, which I think is true, is the fact that this is you know, I think back in our day, even if a Sephora had existed, we might not have known about it because we didn't have the TikTok, the Instagram. Correct. Right? That's a so great point. So it would have been, it would have just been not a thing for us, I don't think. Um, I think this is so big, and they talk about it in the article because of these TikTok trends. Mm-hmm. And these young girls are saying, I saw this on TikTok. I'm going to go buy it at Sephora. I know what Drunk Elephant is. I know what these different products and brands are. And these are the ones that the TikTok people are using and da 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 That is just, I guess I knew it existed, but I hadn't thought about how it was directly impacting young girls. It's shocking to me. One of the quotes said, there's so much pressure to look perfect. When I see a Sephora, I just have to walk in. Yeah. I mean, that almost made me... I mean, that's upsetting to me in a way because it's just shocking that at such a young age, they are thinking about, worrying about appearances, makeup, skincare. I, I'm kind of floored. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, let me ask you, given the prevalence of social media today, I shouldn't be it's surprised. It's not that shocking. No, I shouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah. I, I know I shouldn't, but I just, you know, sometimes you don't it's think about these you. things. No, I get it. Yeah. Until you think about, you know, my kids aren't on social media yet, so I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I don't think about this yet. Um, but it's, oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Also, can I just say real quick, mm-hmm. and Katie, you were the recipient of this text. I texted you and another friend literally a couple weeks ago and was like, Okay, guys, I'm looking old. What sh- what kind of skincare should I use? I'm 41, and I'm like, oh, I should be using retinol and <laughs> da 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 da. Okay, I'll go get some because I've just been washing my face with water for the yeah. past like 30 years of my life. I mean, I, I, I'm I, <laughs> I, like, wait a minute. These 10 and 12 year old girls are using what I'm yeah. just now inquiring about at 41 because I'm seeing some wrinkles. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it just depends. Like, that is never—nobody who knows you would ever be surprised that you—it's just not—you're not focused on that. It's just sure. not and something I'm, and that I, you yeah, are Yeah, and I'm probably not the, the norm. But I think the point is, even still, even if you have been using better—taking better care of your skin for years as a mom or, what you know, 30s to 40s, regardless, you weren't—we weren't doing that at 10 and 12. No. No. And I just like one last point, like when the this article talks about like kids walking to Sephora, these are kids like living in 
New York. New York City. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're in metropolitan areas where, like, after school. Like, there was, I mean, you could walk to the nearest cow pasture when I was in <laughs> middle school. Seriously. And put some lipstick on Like, there cows. was just no, I mean, there just was no way. I mean, I did go to Claire's, but that was, you know, mm-hmm. when my mom drove me to the mall. So I just didn't have access to that necessarily as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess if, if, if it's just, like, a hobby and they're interested in it, it's fun, okay. But I just fear that that specific time consumption at a place like that where things are really expensive and there is this focus on appearance oh it just makes me a little bit nervous yeah let's just get outside and like play some b-ball that you learned in kindergarten (laughs) right practice your dribbling for the wba ladies get out it there in the driveway forget about sephora yeah um The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Well, let me, let me, if you're concerned about um, our, our kid's future, I have something that might help you. Okay, great. Um, it's called. Oh, uh, is this your mom's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. This is my, this is the, this uh, segment where we do, we have a little recommendations for you. Sometimes they're, mm-hmm. sometimes they are uh, aesthetic things. They are, but we are Sephora. 40 and allowed to care about our right. skin. Uh, and... Other times, not so much. But anyway, this one is um, rosé water. Oh, okay. Yes. Wait, um, is it alcohol? I'm it confused. is. Indeed, okay. it is. Comes in a can. It's like one of those premixed um, cocktails. Okay. It's like a dry rose. And if you like, I'm not a huge, huge wine person, um, but I like this because it's it's not super overwhelming. So it's like dry rose mm-hmm. in a can, but it's like, but but water-ish. So I love it in the summer. I love it when you know you're going to have like a couple of cocktails and like Mm -hmm. it's, I think there's like 69 calories. Not that calories are the end-all be-all, but it's not as bad as some other things. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of my favorite things right now. And I I think it's delicious. Especially, I'm not really into like stuff that's super sweet either. I find that some of those like canned cocktails are always really sweet, which is very off-putting to me. These are not. Okay. Very mild. Um, I get mine at Harris Teeter. I think you can get them several other places um, for a six a six pack, fourteen ninety nine. So bad, no. So we'll okay. link it um, in our show notes. But uh, I, I normally I would not be. It's actually one of our mutual friends mm-hmm. at the pool who introduced me to these mm-hmm. last summer, mm-hmm. and I was very kind of like I don't want this, and then I had it, and I was like, oh, Ooh, actually, I quite do enjoy want this. this. Okay, so, I love boutique it. Boutique rose water. It's like a dry rose. Get okay. it wherever you get your groceries. No, I don't. know. <laughs> Um, All right, our next article. I'm sick of my parent friends treating their toddlers like little adults. Mm -hmm. This is from Slate. Uh, This woman who is childish, which can I just say for a minute? Childless. What did you say? What did I say? I don't know. Childish? Yes, maybe. Maybe she's that as well. I don't know. You weigh in. Childless, sorry. Uh, Writes in. And can I just say that every time someone writes in with a parenting question when they don't have children, I'm kind of like, okay. Oh, you don't like it. Well, it's not that I don't like it. All of us had a time when we didn't have kids, but I don't feel like. For you, it seems like a really long time ago. (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't even remember. But but, but I I just don't. I, I just. I don't think I ever cared or 
judged or like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I was in that world. Like why? I don't, it feels like there's a lot of people without kids who are really particular about how people with kids Mm -hmm. raise them and act. And I'm like, look, it's like two different worlds. Like, right. Stay Stay in your lane. Yes. Yes. Stay in your lane. Um, Anyway. So she says um, this three-year-old, her friend's kid is the center of attention. Whenever they have a gathering at their house, the kid asks the guests to entertain him. Is that true? I, I don't know, but this is what it says. Yeah. The parents never say no. They tell them to play on their, or, or tell them to play on their own or in another room. You know, I guess what her point is, she feels like she needs to entertain and play with this child when all she really wants to do is have an adult conversation with the other mm-hmm. parents. And she feels like the parents don't intervene, right? They don't, like, step in. And so she doesn't know what to do. Um, their response was, I thought, kind of spot on Yeah, to me. it was. It, she said, the, the person responding to the um, article said, toddlers are toddlers. I mean, the, 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 you're describing behavior that's a typical three-year-old behavior that you can't really change. You can't tell right. a three-year-old... Mommy and daddy are having adult time now. Go play by yourself for three hours. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Um, And she said the parents are kind of stuck. So maybe don't be so hard on them. And she had some good suggestions. Maybe go, uh, you know, have them get a sitter and you can go out somewhere. Maybe go over to their house after the three-year-old's in bed. I mean, three-year-olds go to bed early. You know, maybe go over at 8 p.m. and hang out for a couple hours uninterrupted. So I, I I think this is a good response because... I agree. I mean, I and I'm one of those people, um, you know, I, I never want my children to be bothering other people or inconveniencing other people. Um, so so I could see this, but but I just don't feel I do feel like there's times where what what do you do? You know, like they're gonna interrupt. They're these kids are like two and three. Mm-hmm. Like that is mm-hmm. such a yeah. hard age. Yeah, I mean, I think this 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 childless woman is that what you said mm-hmm. childless woman Ch- i said childish which maybe Child- she this is childish as well. slash slash childless woman i mean i think this is like just a phase and you got to like just this is like if you're really friends with these people like you've just yeah. got to like wait it out mm-hmm. spend a little less time with them know that it's going to get better i mean just you know you remember what it's like you i mean you you do because you have a 2 year old mm-hmm. you know what i mean like <laughs> It's just a really hard age and like, God, mm-hmm. cut your friends some slack. I mean, I do yeah. remember this. I didn't have River till I was 30, 34. Is that true? Yeah. So like I was childless and childish for a very long time. And I do remember being like, I just don't know like what to like, what do you do with these? Like, you know, yeah, if you don't it's like kids, it's really hard if you don't yeah. know, if you don't mm-hmm, have kids, like mm-hmm. it's a very hard place to sort of like come from. Mm-hmm. Especially that age. Right. You're like, I don't, can you understand what I'm saying? Like, where are you here? Like, what's going on? You want me to like right. hold this toy? I don't right. know what's going on. I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Uh, but this is the problem is like, sorry, like this is, mm-hmm. you got to meet these parents where they are. Mm-hmm. You just do. I'm sorry. And it, and it won't last yeah. long. You know, very quickly they'll be able to do their own thing. Right. More. Right. Okay, moving on to article number three. It's from The Guardian, and the title is, Parenting in the U.S. can feel like an endless endurance test. Motherhood is saying, I can't do this anymore than doing it, and what if we reminded each other that our lives are not naturally unbearable, but they are made so by the powers that be. So 
This writer sort of talks about just how often, if you're a parent, perhaps a, a mother specifically, um, you sort of hit the wall mm-hmm. as a parent. And I mean, sometimes it can happen daily. And she talks about in a country with no paid leave, no federal diaper assistance programs, no universal child care or health care, and a maternal mortality rate that may lead you to believe that our government is hunting parents for sport, raising healthy and thriving children becomes possible for fewer and fewer of us. Uh, as the wage gap grows here in the U.S., um, she talks about how the COVID pandemic really exacerbated a lot of that because schools were remote, parents were still expected to work, you were worried about an airborne disease, so that made it worse. And then it's sort of the other coin of this is like no mandated federal, um, you know, maternity leave aside, some folks are worried about they see like you know, police brutality and they're people of color and they're worried mm-hmm. about raising sons and, you know, watching the news and seeing these stories unfold that it's just being a parent is what you have to be worried about so, so much. And this writer talks about how here in the U.S., it's like when you talk about this stuff, it's almost just like normal. Like, I mean, you and I even do this. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? Just keep on going. Like, we've mm-hmm. all been there. You got mm-hmm. this. You mm-hmm. got this. And she's mm-hmm. sort of She talks about, like, what if we just tried to change the system instead of just being, like, giving each other, like, a fist bump and being, like, yep, this is normal to be so overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's spot on. One of the lines, it says it's, like, an endless endurance test. And it's like you're in a race and you turn the corner and you expect someone to be there to take the baton and, like, do the next leg of of the race and no one's there. Yeah. And you just have to keep running. Mm-hmm. And that, I really feel, <laughs> feel that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times where you're like, I, I, I need help. I, I, where's the, where's the, where's the. And there's no help. Where, where's the rest of my team here? Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, she also talks about, you know, <clears throat> you, you mentioned this, just kind of this, um, Grin and bear it type. We just have to say, okay, let's just, we can't do this, but we're just have but we're to. We're going to do it. Yeah. And how, how does that shape future generations? And how does that look when, and I struggle with this sometimes, you know, I, I don't want my children to think, oh, mom, you know, was always overwhelmed, always stressed, but I also don't want to, have them think that this is easy peasy pie mm-hmm. and I'm just cruising along. I mean, it's, 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 I think that's a generational thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, I struggle with that. Like how much do I let in on letting them know that, yeah, I'm overwhelmed. This is a lot. Just so you know, some of this might not change by the time you have kids and I don't want you to go into it thinking it's all rose colored and, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, but I also don't want them to think, oh, mom's always complaining and she's, it's so hard and, you know, she's got it so tough. We don't, you know, there's a lot of things I need to be more grateful for. But anyway, it's just a interesting, I'm always thinking about how much of this struggle do I let my children in on and how much of this are they seeing? Well, and I think, too, um, you know, this article is is sort of like a call to action, like, all right, let's make it better for future generations. And I'm kind of like, Okay. How? How? Mm-hmm. And also, like, mm-hmm. how to dig yourself out from all the other, like, the day-to-day minutiae of your life and just being overwhelmed and, like, 
change things for future generations, like in quotation marks, like, oh, okay. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I the only thing I think I can do is maybe be more honest with my children about, like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Like, this is where we are. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I have to work with. <laughs> right. Sorry that sometimes I snap, but, yeah, you know, this is the system that's been set up that is, quite honestly, not working. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how things shape up. Um, I mean, I do think I do think there's progress being made in some of these avenues, right? You know, we're seeing more parental leave. Um, I, I think some of this, hopefully, it's a slow course, but I think some of this is starting to change. But well, certainly, we're having more conversations about it. I don't mm-hmm. feel like things are necessarily like I feel like think think there's been a call for again, like federally mandated, like. Maternity leave, paternal leave, like mm-hmm. health health care, like a tax break um, for child care. And I feel like it's something that is talked about, but it feels like there's very little momentum amongst lawmakers mm-hmm. to actually do that. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I just I feel like we've been we've been doing this podcast for like five years. We literally I bet we talk about it at least once every five it's a podcasts. Huge issue for yeah, so many but moms. I just don't yeah. see it. That I rarely do we see things like actually moving along. But maybe be, when mm-hmm. now that there's a bigger conversation about it, like maybe that's the first step. I hope so. Yeah. Well, on a on a more positive note, please. Yeah, I have a win. This is actually a win from both of us. A win for both of us. Okay. Um, Katie and I, dear friends, have decided to sign up for not one. But oh, right. two right. races. Yep. We are competitive athletes, is my this friends. A, we is, are not just your anchor moms. We are really getting out there and might be on our way to the Olympics. We don't know. I, we don't know. Uh, I think our kids are more likely to play <laughs> in the NBA than uh, <laughs> we are to. Uh, I mean, I think we should be pushing mm-hmm. our kids more and less mm-hmm. focused on our mm-hmm. on our. Um, uh, I don't know our Olympic opportunities. If we're and, and when to... I say races, I'm not talking about marathons here. I'm talking about yeah. one's a six miler mm-hmm. and one's a seven miler. Yeah, but I am very proud of us. I think for taking that first step, for signing up for for all we've done so far is paid money. Right, that's all we've done so far. Um, well, we've done a couple of runs. We've done a couple of runs. Yes, um, I think. Signing up and committing, mm-hmm. I, I will say, and I don't know if you feel this way, Katie, um, I, this winter has been ugh, just so tough, yeah. such a drag. And I found myself after the holidays and kind of, okay, I'm going to get back into the exercise routine. It's one of those things that you don't realize how much it helps you until you're back in yeah. it. Um, and you really make that commitment and start doing it more regularly. And then it's so interesting how if you exercise regular regularly for a couple of weeks or so, I don't, there's, there's some sort of time segment. Like if you do something for two weeks, say it might not be two weeks. Oh, is this is a thing? But then it's like, once it's like habitual, right. And you do it for, it's either like two or three weeks, Mm -hmm. then you kind of. It's actually two or three years, but like whatever. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I do feel that. I feel like once I've been, I've been exercising more regularly for a couple of weeks. And then when you don't do it, you're like, oh, I miss that. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you want to do it. It's like a weird mental slash physical yeah. draw yeah. and addiction almost. It's it's very it's very interesting. But anyway, 
Um, I love it. I love running. And I'm so excited that we're embarking on this journey together. We're, we're doing this. <laughs> um, I just— Now, I we mean, might get last, uh, so we'll let sure. you know. This is not a, like, we're not competing. No, I was right? being facetious. We're okay. not competing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, we're okay. just kind of— well, I, honestly, the reason just, I got Katie to sign up to the first one is I was like, I think there's beer at the end. Right. I think you get a beer at and the we end. we were like, find on the website where it says yeah, beer. I'm like, where, where, where does where it say the, the free beer? Where is the beer? Is that, is that for sure? Yeah. Um, and the second one is definitely, it's a, sponsored by a brewery. It's definitely there's a definitely free gonna beer. definitely going to be beer. Yeah. So basically, we're just, we're just signing up for races to drink a beer. Right. Which but we can do in the comfort of our own homes, by the probably way. Probably for a lot cheaper because then yeah. we don't have to pay the $60 mm-hmm. race fee. Mm-hmm. But regardless, we're doing it, folks. We're doing it. No, I'm excited about it. I used to be, I think maybe you too, a big long distance runner. Yes. Before River. And then I just, I haven't, I haven't done it in a while. And I, I can't say that I really missed it to be totally honest, but I am happy to have a new goal, something Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. train for, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, a beer to look forward to, Mm -hmm. if you will. That free, in quotes, beer. That free beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll let you know, guys. I know you're waiting on, on bated breath seats, about how we, how we do in these races. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. What if we what if we like start a trend and like keep going with these and like end up getting faster and like win our age group or something? Wouldn't that be exciting? Um, I mean, so these races, by the way, if you're listening, um, one is in March. The mm-hmm. other is in April, and by May I will no longer be running. I'm just, oh, I'm just okay. letting you know. Katie's that's like, like, no, no, these two, and then I'm. That's out. the Katie Killen trajectory right now. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I was thinking about maybe a half in the fall. No, Katie's out. Okay, never mind. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> guess I'll enjoy these two races. That's with right. You before enjoy, they are over. Enjoy forever. that. Enjoy it while you can. Bye, guys. <laughs> Anchor Moms is a Sinclair podcast produced out of WLOS in Asheville, where your hosts, Katie Killen and Karen Zakalak. Anchor Moms is edited by Matthew Yates. For more information on the topics discussed in this episode and to stay up to date on future episodes, follow us on Instagram at Anchor Moms. You can follow Anchor Moms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Know a parent who could benefit from this week's Anchor Moms episode? Your recommendations help our show to grow, so spread the word.